brought a bong? Man, I wish we brought a bong. I wish we brought a bong. <laughs> Would have made things a lot more interesting if I was like Dan on the edge. Just... <laughs> All right, and we're live. What's going on, everybody? Sorry for the wait. Boston Joe had to jerk off to Tom Brady's Instagram page one last time. Hey, I mean, we don't. I thought we don't kink shame, Bill. I don't kink shame, <laughs> but I kink judge. Okay, there's a bit oh, of a difference. That's fair enough. I mean, if if I was to have sexual relations with any man, it would be Tom Brady. So I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's fair. It'd be non-consensual on his part too. It's fair. Yeah. It seems the the I mean, richer he gets, the more attractive he gets, which is a trend for most people. Well, I mean, Giselle's pretty hot, but I think her sister's a little hotter. Right now, Tansy's fucking with the lights and making me look pasty and pale as a ghost right now. Like uh, a he's ghost making from you look like you're from bed. Boston, dude. Yeah, well, I was I gonna say, isn't that like the natural skin color color of Boston, so you could blend into the snow? Yes, <laughs> blend into the snow. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm an Irish motherfucker, so of course I'm a pasty white. I have a friend who had cancer, and um, he was always skinny, and he refers to himself as skinny white. So, you know, sometimes it's a big black, sometimes it's a skinny white. Anyways, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Nooner Nation, the podcast for Nooners by Nooners. Um, how's everybody doing in the live chat? Um, today, we're doing an episode. We've got Boston Joe, everybody's Never favorite masshole, uh, host of Drinking Bros Sports Tailgate Legends. And I believe you run the uh, Drinking Bros music page now. Is that you? I I do. That is me. Um, eventually, when I remember the login info, I'm going to have Jimmy, our producer, run it, too, because uh, he's way better at social media than me. I suck at social media. So I'm, I'm trying to figure that out along the way. We've been recording a couple Drinking Bros music shows. It's in the works. It's a long process. Um, but yeah, eventually, hopefully, you know, that's going to have its own page, just like Drinker Bros History, Drinker Bros Sports, and everything like that. And um, I think it'll be pretty cool. I've been getting some pretty positive feedback from the peeps out there and um i mean everyone loves music whether it's rock yeah hip -hop or everything yeah I did, I did a poll a couple of days ago and it turns out people like music <laughs> who knew wow surprise surprise yeah, I, mean, I think it's for the universal thing and i think it is lacking um they might have everything else except for the music category um obviously jared's very musically inclined even ross you know can um can hit the notes correctly. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something the Drinking Bros lacks, so. and I think it's something we could bring to the table. So luckily we're live on YouTube because you see this note. I don't know if you can read it. Hit record. Guess what I didn't hit fucking record. do for the You're fifth time in a row, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on YouTube, Rookie. so it's fine. It's fine. I can I can get it all off of YouTube. And also joining us is Jake the Space Cowboy, host of the wake and jake show what's going on jake uh nothing much just chilling drinking some vodka smoking cbd yeah yeah cbd nice what kind of vodka are you CBD? drinking cbd uh drinking deep eddie um i actually got this suggestion when i was out in austin visiting the drinking bros so. yeah i think that's uh i think that's ross patterson's favorite if i recall correctly oh it wasn't even Never from ross so that, oh, okay. that's interesting to know Awesome. Awesome. Well, hopefully the audio is all good. I think I got that finally figured out. Now if I can just remember to hit fucking record, this might seem like a semi-professional podcast. 
Yeah, but until then, somewhere. we're going to fuck around like we always do. Good. So, who we got in the live chat tonight? Tansy's there. I'm sure Tansy's probably waving his dick in the studio at Boston Joe right now. He is. That's <laughs> if he's why, not, he's about to. my eyes are fixated on over that's, the camera That's taking so long to get on. JJ, what's up, buddy? Gigi, what's going on, girl? Got Ruben Schneider in the house. Reed White, thanks for staying awake. Last Tighten your Lopez. anus, which might be one of the best live chat Oh, my chat God, handles. I fucking love Lazaro Lopez. Oh, yeah. Is he in here? Oh, there he is. What's up, Lopez? What's going on, man? Looks like he had fun on the yacht with... um. Shit, what's that guy's name? I met him at the airport. Marcus. Marcus. No, not Marcus. Not Marcus. Um, he was on the yacht with him, though. Yeah. Uh, God. I'm trying to think. I know who he is. I know the company he owns. I don't know if he wants that yeah, to be public, the, but uh, he was hanging out with Ray with Cash Care at the golf tournament. So, uh, Leon. Uh, not No, not Leon. Something like Dion. that. Dion. Dion. There you go. Yeah, Dion. That dude's like, I thought Ray was fucking around with how rich that guy was. Turns out, like, no, he's really that rich. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get Tansy rich. I think we should all get Tansy rich. On that I love note, that he just looks at him in the corner and just like he's in love. <laughs> it's a bromance. It's, it's certain. It's definitely a bromance. I it's mean, would you? It really is. Would you say that he's like your Bill Belichick? Um. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's um it's not always smooth. Let's just or is say. he more so, is he um, more like um are you more like he's Tom Brady and you're no, his no, child no. and you guys make out on occasion? <laughs> um no, I think the Belichick Brady thing is is a good comparison because obviously I'm younger, more successful, more handsome, but he's you know a grumpy curmudgeon who has had success in the past, but obviously needs me in order to make him even that much more successful, as we saw on Sunday night when we did our, our live stream and watched the Patriots and the Bucks play. Yeah, um, how would you feel about you know, that game? I was conflicted, man. Um, you know, all I've ever known was Tom Brady with the Patriots, so it's Tom first. But then once the game started, I'm like, fuck, I, want the, I need the Patriots to win this game. Yeah. Um, so I was a little conflicted, i got to be honest with you, but... I mean, Tom always finds a fucking way. But I got to say, the Patriots played great. Mac Jones played great. He looked awesome. And Belichick put them in the position to win the game. That doofus Nick Folk kicker couldn't bang that 56-yarder in the in the cold rain. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm impressed with what I've seen so far with Mac Jones um, as we see Jimmy getting in front of the camera hand trying to make me uh, sound better, I suppose. It's tough to make me sound good, though, with this this gnarly Boston accent that I got going on here. It, it might be me. It sounds like, I don't know. Your levels look all right. Let me see. No, I'm good. It's th What it is is we got Jimmy and Tansy in the room here, and they're trying to listen at the same time. Uh, well, they, if, if they don't, they'll just hear me as a one-sided conversation, and they'll be like, what the fuck are they even talking about, you know, so. which might be for the best, honestly. Right. Wasn't it pretty normal you talking to yourself? Oh, yes. I talk to myself all day. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched Dexter, but that's coming back, by the way. I'm super excited for that. I named my dog Dexter after the show, the vigilante fictional serial killer. And um, he's got an inner monologue, like a lot of shows, The Wonder Years, um, where that's you know the main component of the show is having someone with an inner monologue. And that's me. I'm talking to myself all fucking day. It's like an angel and the devil on each shoulder, and they're fighting each other all day long. And that's the madness that is my mind. So, wait. So the show Dexter is about a serial killer? 
I, yeah, thought so it was, vid- I thought it was like a live action of like the kid from Dexter's Lab all grown up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I thought the sister was Dee Dee. Yeah. Dee yeah. Dee, get out of my laboratory. Yeah, that's a show that if you go back and watch that show, the mom in that show was thick. The couple sees too. See, yeah. I, I'm honestly starting to understand why I'm attracted to wide women because of fucking TV when I was a kid. Pixar, oh, like Mrs. Incredible yeah. and Oh yeah. fuck, yeah. Yeah, have you ever and, seen that? Have you ever seen that meme? It's like Don Draper. It's like here's an idea. Like it's like Pixar execs. It's like give all the moms dump truck asses. <laughs> and it's worked yeah. out. I mean, yeah. Was it? Uh, I'm in. From Incredibles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe the uh, maybe the animators or the they producers of Dexter's Lab <clears throat> got scooped up by Pixar. Yeah, they they were they're all horny. I mean, Walt Disney was a Nazi, but. Whatever, we can talk about that another time. I yeah, I mean, isn't there a dick on the Little Mermaid cover? So yeah. Oh, there's more than that, man. Yeah, there's a, there's like a, there's a, like a scene in the Rescuers where like somebody's like watching porn through mm-hmm. a window or something. Oh yeah, and um, Aladdin. You can hear Aladdin saying, "Good teenagers take off their clothes." I got Boston Joe sounds like a younger RA from Spit and Chicklets. I have listened to. RA and Spittin' Chicklets. He was on WEEI back in the day. He used to be a janitor. Now, I used to work at Planet Fitness, so I was basically a glorified janitor. So there might be a connection there. If I get on a podcast as successful as Spittin' Chicklets, though, I would. I mean, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, Drink Your Bros Sports, like Tailgate Legends, you guys are probably doing all right, right? We're working our way up. It's been a. Um, it's been a process, but we're getting there. It's getting better. I mean, we're going to be in Duke in Durham, North Carolina, this Saturday. I'm trying to convince these guys to get over to App State um, in a couple weeks. I think it's, what, the 20th, which is the day before my birthday. Boone's so a party. Any... I've, I've, I've heard. I've Boone. I've heard App, App State's, like, the best party school in North Carolina next to ECU. Dude, so... because there's nothing else to do in fucking right? Boone. Unless you, yeah. like to, unless you like to ski or snowboard on really shitty slopes. There's yeah. nothing in Boone, man, except to get high, get drunk, and go to Wendy's at 2 in the morning. <laughs> Honestly, you know it's a really underrated party school? UNM. It may not seem like it, but there's nothing else in Albuquerque to do besides fucking drink and do any kind of drug you can get your hands on. Or yeah. make meth like Walter White did? Yeah. There you go. I mean, you can make meth or make weed. There's two options here. So I think you grow weed, right? Well, you can make, like, Edibles and the oil. I mean, that's pretty funny. Some, some synthetic weed, whatever it was that you were smoking just earlier there. <laughs> yeah, whatever I'm smoking. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm jealous. I wish I had a bong up here for myself. I don't think uh, the narc Eric Tanzi from Failure to Stop podcast would appreciate it. But hey. it's like, careful, you're in the same room as a cop. You may, you may not be able to say that former word cop without getting arrested former or beaten. He always says that too, like you just said, Bill. Former cop, former cop. Not a cop <laughs> so he's cool now. Yeah. No, now, he's cool. now he's just undercover for uh, like the State Bureau of Investigation. This is all just a cover. Imagine and he's the whole like, distillery, everything. He's yeah, infiltrating they, drinking bros. Yeah. Yeah, so I was about to say that, you know, if uh if you know the uh was the ICP group the uh insane the juggalos. If the juggalos <laughs> is listed as a terrorist group, I'm sure like Drinking Bros and Nooners are on some sort of watch list by now. So I, th- I think Tansy listened to some in- insane clown posse growing up. That seems like his genre. Imagine Tansy in the full on like makeup, the clown makeup and everything. I could with like the it. little dreads on top sticking out of his head yeah. and everything. Just well, drink- that's that. 
That might be cultural appropriation there, so I don't know. (laughs) Walking around dumping (laughs) Fago on posers' heads and shit. (laughs) Whooping everywhere he goes. Whoop. (laughs) (laughs) So, somebody in the chat said, uh, Boston Joe, you're, uh, oh, it was Tansy. The Zodiac Killer is Boston Joe's dad. Can you confirm? Well, I've. So he's Ted Cruz's son? If is, Ted Cruz was my dad, that would probably be worse than my real dad. But um, is that a thing? Is Ted Cruz like suspected of being the Zodiac killer? Yeah, yeah. Trump said that his dad killed JFK or something that was the <laughs> Zodiac killer. So, but there's been new information that actually just recently came out about the Zodiac killer, where allegedly they've got a case closed because they matched some guy who died like two years ago's handwriting and the wristwatch that they found. Um, I don't know shit about the Zodiac Killer other than, you know, Robert Downey Jr. had a pretty good movie a couple years ago that came out about it. Yeah, I feel I like um, <laughs> I feel like a strong like astrology chicks like would be really into him. Right? Like with the crystals and the Zodiac signs. Well, and we shit. just wasn't well, we would Wasn't there a whole theory that it was a group of radical lesbians that were doing the Zodiac killings? That would be great. We're talking about uh, was that like scum or something like that out of San Francisco back in like the Andy was that just days? an American horror story or was that real? So that's I where I, that's where I first saw it. But I think like I think that was actually kind of a thing. Like that like some lady actually shot Andy Warhol and she was like part of some like radical feminist group kind of thing. Well, I could be speaking, wrong. But... Speaking of radical feminists and, and lesbians, um, did you guys catch Dave Chappelle's new um, special on Netflix? It was no. Honestly, pretty great. I, I thought it was it. awesome. I, I watched it today, actually, so it's fresh in my mind. And he definitely hammers home on the whole trans thing, obviously in response to the flack that he got for you know, his previous special where he talks about the alphabet people, right, which was right. fucking hilarious. Um, Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, is the, the stand-up goat. Chappelle show is the greatest you know, skit comedy show I've ever seen. Um, so he definitely hammered that home a lot. <laughs> Bless you. He definitely oh, is CBD <laughs> kicking back at you. You you allergic to my voice or something? <laughs> it just I'm allergic through. to your beauty. <laughs> well, the lighting's just right. Make me look good enough, but that and the voice. You, you can't slow my voice, but I'm, I have a rage right now because of my voice. <laughs> it's a combination of friggin' Jesus. I've been told so. Really, I'm just trying to put the bass a little bit higher up on this mic, like Howard Stern does nowadays. Yeah, but, fuck Howard Stern. But whatever. You go back and listen to young Howard Stern. Now he's got this nasally high voice like this. And nowadays he's got like a real deep voice. And I'm like, bitch, we know you turn the bass up on your voice. Like, let's. My Is voice it sucks. cigarettes? Maybe. Maybe it's cigarettes. But he claims to be like this germ freak, right? So why would he be smoking cigarettes in the day of COVID where all he wants to do is go and play chess with his neighbors and shit on Joe Rogan? It's a weird thing with, with Howard Stern, right? I mean, without Howard Stern, none of us would really probably be doing any sort of podcasting, anything. You know, change radio and that whole media forever. It's sort of the I know, I worshipped him for a while. He right? was a big inspiration when I was a kid. A, a dark sense of humor that could be dirty and hilarious. Yeah. Chicks riding the Sibian and yeah. dudes undressing their mom on, like, camera. But then now he's become everything that he hated and everything that he used to shit on he has hillary clinton on and he's like so you and bill just love each other so much you know tell me about your love life and he's kissing ellen degeneres on a show and i'm like what the Didn't fuck did he talk about monica Lewinsky slurping bill's dick 
I'm sure show one time. I'm sure he did, and now he's like, "Oh, Hillary, you're just so great, so great." Yeah, I saw that. Uh, like that. I don't know if it's been out, but I just kind of got the alert that that um that new series about Bill Clinton's impeachment. Is oh, released. the American Crime Story one. Yeah, and by the way, like, I know like back then when she was young, like Lewinsky wasn't exactly what she is now, but they did not do her any favors in that casting. Yeah, I mean, who's she playing was, her? She's a beautiful little. It's uh, it's Jonah Hill's sister. So Jonah Hill in a wig, you know. Yeah, Jonah Hill in a wig with smaller tits. Has anyone's weight <laughs> fluctuated more than Jonah Hill's? I mean, you go through all his movies, and he's huge. You go back, heroin. You watch Accepted. I'm sure we all know Accepted. A, a, a dear friend of ours was in that movie, right? And he was fat as fuck. And even our grandma's boy's fat as fuck. Oh, yeah. And gets a little bit skinnier for like even, um, even super bad. Wolf of Wall Street. Yep, he's fat and super bad too. Yeah, he's he a fat. fat little dumpy kid. Yeah. And then, but he's I great. Mean, Moneyball, I think in Moneyball, like, if he had fallen over, he'd be, like, rolling down the hallways. Yeah. And um, maybe Ross won't like me saying this, but he told us off off screen, off camera one time, Jonah Hill's an asshole. So. I forgot to ask about that I don't story think that's a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> he said Blake Lively was awesome. He said that she was a really cool person, an awesome person. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize she got a nose job. I saw her and accepted it. I watched Accepted a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, shit, she looks a little different. Like, oh, she fixed that schnoz there, which, eh, Oh, I thought you one. meant somebody jerked off her nose. <laughs> oh, a nose job, huh? <laughs> that would be quite quite a way to do it. be the most painful facial ever, but... I mean, I've gotten a couple jobs. A nose job? I don't know. I think um, I might know a couple girls who might be able to accomplish something like that, but I'll keep that to myself, I suppose. Since we got such a lively chat, Tansy warned me. He said, when you go on this show... You're gonna see how lively the chat is, and it's fucking rolling. I gotta say, credit yeah, to man. you guys. Yeah, man, that's All why we do nooners. this thing live, dude, in, in true nooner form, right? You gotta have the yeah. live chat. That's what everybody comes in for. That's why you know on all the sh- videos, it's uh, hashtag Viva La Live Chat. <laughs> Viva La Live Chat. I'm sure you guys, you know, watched. I saw Bill. I saw you in the comments, so I know you did watch RPR today. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesse had a nice little monologue of. How much life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Jay yeah. Fire from the Rafters. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, too. Like, people are in the live chat. Like, that's why they come to these things. They probably haven't yeah. heard a word we've said. They're just fucking around in the live chat. Like, I saw Lopez saying something about uh, you can catch him in the last row of the lesbian parade. <laughs> the, the, real fun, the, real the, funny thing, the real funny thing about that is. Most of the women in the lesbian parade probably look a lot like Lasro Lopez. I know. If you just got rid of the mustache on him, and and, like, and that's a that's a knock on them, Henry. not him. Some of those lesbians have mustaches, but I mean, you know, it might if they if you're sixty nine it might tickle the balls a little bit with the mustache, depending on how you do it, right? But I mean, what do I know, right? Yeah, but you know, shout out to our lesbian listeners. Hit us up. Honestly, Lastro Lopez, though, is the type of guy that would make a lesbian reconsider. She's like, I love chicks, but then she'd see him and be like, hmm. Oh, I mean, he... It's like that, but with a permanent strap on. <laughs> and he loves getting pegged, allegedly. But Yeah, I mean, he, I... he oozes sexuality, for sure. He does. Peak male body right there. Even though in Nashville, apparently I got so drunk, I made him uncomfortable. So <laughs> that, that shows how fucked up I was in that bar that night. I yeah, was uh, at Tootsie's we were at, Tootsie's, right? Tootsie's, yeah. I think I might have said this on the last episode, but I found like I was in the Nashville airport for like 
four and a half hours like waiting for my plane and I was just going through my phone deleting like crazy fucking pictures from the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, why do I have a five minute video on my phone? And it was all of us just hammered and drunk singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody with that like all female queen cover band or whatever that was there. <laughs> I've still got it. I sent it to my lawyer to be released upon my death. So <laughs> you got to do like how I did with the me puking in the sink video from when I was hanging out with Coop and Joel. Just fuck it. Post it. Love me some Coop and Joel, by the way. We were um, Coop didn't make the Dallas trip, but we were with Joel in Dallas and he's a fucking riot. Big. Oh, big he's Joel fucking fan. great. He's awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. I hope I'm kind of hoping I can get them on the show at some point when once we get big enough, they're pretty famous now. So, you know, they can't just get on any show. Yeah, they're not I mean, like us normal people. I'm pretty they're shocked like me and Tansy, Tansy on. Yeah, I was pretty shocked Tansy agreed to it, which shows oh, wow. that he will he will whore out for fame. Oh shit. Yeah, he's on the iTunes charts. He's 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 real famous. All right, listen, he can't hear you guys right now, but he's like standing uh, sitting down by me and i'm just glad he can't hear the shit he doesn't need his head to get any bigger at this point so let's go back to shitting on tansy actually i like that better nah i can't shit on level him out a little bit can't shit on him you know i think like we said earlier we need to get him up to uh uh our dude dion's level which actually lopez Mm. said in the live chat who he works for so i guess we can say like dion owns f1 firearms um i don't know if you've seen them check them out on instagram uh, no free plugs, but they make some fucking rad ARs. Um, and they come with a price tag, which is, you know, probably why he has that yacht. Actually, I think so, he, yeah. from I what think I heard, he made his money. Free. From what I heard, he made his money well before owning that company. But uh, check him out. While you're at it, go check out Instill Distillery. You know, let's get, uh, let's get Tansy up there. Because I think, uh, Joe, do you work at Instill? I don't really know what you do. You don't know what I do. I don't know what He's I do. He's a professional musician. Look at his. He does whatever of, he feels like that day. I'm makers of the finest rum in North America, Instill Distilling Company, right there. A little shameless plug for my buddy Tansy. Um, I was. We actually just came from there. They did music trivia that I dominated, but Tansy didn't let me win because it's just not fair, honestly. Um, but what do I do? I play music and I podcast. You guys sometimes watch me on the YouTube's. I think. Um, so would you call yourself a starving artist? I think every artist is starving if they're doing it right. If they're doing it right, yeah. Doing, even even the great say. John Mayer is starving, and he's one of the greatest of our generation. So he's starving because all his calories go to that fucking huge hog he's got. Huge dick, and honestly, I think he's the greatest guitarist of, of our generation. He's incredible. I've seen him four or five times with Dead and Company and by himself. Um, our producer Jimmy is a big John Mayer fan too because he's an incredible musician, and he's from Connecticut which isn't really New England, but we'll accept it for people like John Mayer, I suppose. What is makes that the it only not thing part from of Connecticut that matters? What was that? Is that the only... Is he the only thing from Connecticut that matters? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in Connecticut. I mean, it's basically a cut-through state, and it doesn't have an identity because I went to college with a lot of dudes from Connecticut. They're mostly Jets and Giants fans and you know, Yankees Well, don't, isn't Rangers. that kind of like what happens when you, when you become so rich in New York City, you move to Connecticut, and you just like helicopter in every day? Yeah, pretty much. There's some real nice parts of Connecticut, but there's really shitty parts too. Like, I think it's New Haven. Forgive me if I'm wrong on my havens. I know there's East Haven and all the other havens in the world there, but 
Um, there is definitely some, definitely some bad parts of Connecticut, but they don't have an identity because they're a part of New England, but they also claim to be a part of the tri-state area, whatever the fuck that means. Um, so isn't that like Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York, or some shit? Um, no, so it's New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. Massachusetts is not a part of New York in any way. We hate. Oh, I live in the desert, so I'm like, I don't know that part of the fucking country. So. By yeah, the way, here, here in the live chat, Tansy, your kids don't suck. Your kids are <laughs> rad as shit. Like, I shame, yeah, well, I shame my children with pictures of your kids. I'm like, look at this kid on a skateboard. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You're sitting here watching Blippy. Like, get on a damn skateboard. Let's go do <laughs> rad shit. Yeah, I mean, I'll try to shit on Tansy as much as I can. I can't shit on his kids. His kids are rad, um, especially when they're like skateboarding around the distillery. I don't shit on you, kids. Shut the fuck up. Uh, no. Probably <laughs> well, throw rocks on their path while they're going down the, the way on the distillery just so they fucking eat shit. Honestly, I like live vicariously through Tansy's kids because Tansy's actually a really good dad. And I'm like, oh, that's what it's like. Like those fucking kids are taking them for granted. I wish I had a dad to run five miles with in the morning, but I never did. So Yeah, that was going to be the episode. We're going to talk about, you know, greatest memories with our dads. And then Joe <laughs> wanted to come on. So I kind of had to switch that. It would have been a pretty short episode. Very short. Um I don't know how much you guys have listened to our tailgate legend shows throughout, you know, almost a year now that we've been doing it for, which is kind of crazy, but there was one, we had John Murray on, um, which was an awesome episode. And Tansy has me tell like the Joe's Boston Joe's dad story. So definitely go back in the archives and check that one out. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty interesting story. And if you guys do watch tailgate legends or listen at all, you, you know, that Tansy's never afraid to bring it up that, Boston Joe doesn't have a dad, so <laughs> that's why I just pretend Tom Brady's my dad. It makes it easier. Yeah, oh, of course. He, he doesn't know I exist. Kind of like, uh, kind of like how I met your mother. Bob Barker was uh, Barney's dad. Oh, is that what it was? I never. Spoiler yeah. alert, everyone! Yeah. I never shot. It's been long enough. Show. If you haven't seen it, then so Bob Barker is the. Really? No, it is not. His he doesn't know who his dad is, but his mom just told him when he was younger, like, Oh yeah, that's your dad and pointed at the TV. Like during the prices, right? So he grew up thinking that Bob Barker was his dad. Have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't, um, isn't that like a whole plot line in the Joker where he thought that one politician or some shit was his dad? Yeah. He thought Bruce Wayne's oh, yeah. dad was his dad or something. Yeah, right? that's right. Oh shit. So, uh, in the live chat also Nico, Funny joke about Iowa not having roads to skateboard on. But fun fact, Des Moines actually hosted uh, like the biggest dew tour event this year. They built like this rad skate park down by the river in downtown Des Moines and had everybody out. Um, I don't know if you remember that like wheelchair video that Drinker Bros put up with that uh, Aaron Wheels guy who was doing all the flips. Oh, from Metro Circus? Yeah, like he he came to the dew tour thing in Des Moines and – I I started talking. I DM'd him. I slid into his DMs, and he rolled right back in. Put him, boom. Uh, And we were actually getting ready to go get some drinks, and then uh, he got like called to do some other press and shit, or he's just blowing me off. I don't know, but he seems like a cool ass guy. He's got one of those wheelchairs like designed for sport, where it's like angled. You ever see those guys play basketball in those wheelchairs? Yeah. Those dudes go hard in the fucking paint. I'm willing to bet the governor of Texas has one. Maybe. Do you guys know how the governor of Texas ended up in that wheelchair? I've Greg always Abbott? been curious. He was he was running and a tree fell on him. 
I thought you were going to say he got hit by a car or some shit. That's some, no, that, that's some Final Destination shit. If he left like 30 seconds later, he wouldn't have been hit by this fucking tree. So that's some weird shit right there. That's like, it was meant to happen, but. I thought you were going to say like he was carrying too much freedom and it just like broke his back. I would, but that whole abortion thing is a whole nother story, but we don't need to get into all yeah, that. we won't now. get into that. All <laughs> yeah, I will say much, is so like, we won't have to get into that because I think probably too everybody's much. mind is in the same place on that one. I will say yeah. that politically though, like how ill-timed, like oh, you had, you had the, the Biden administration time. on the ropes over this mm-hmm. Afghanistan thing, and then you drop that. Like I understand that that's like a state thing and not a federal thing, but even but still. But it dominated like, the news. Yeah. Like talk about just like I mean, we know what all politicians are, don't we? I mean, Dan t- Dan reminds us every day, so it doesn't matter if you swing left or swing right, we all know. So Oh yeah. Yep. Well, anyways, hopefully everybody's had fun so far. We're here to talk about something that I put up in our Instagram stories yesterday. So if you're not following our Instagram, go follow that cuz I'll put up questions and stuff on there and Depending on the responses we get, I'll probably throw it on the show at some point. Um, if you're not on Instagram, go get one just to follow my page because I'm that important. And follow Tansy and Boston Joe, I guess, and Jay. And Drinker Bros people. Music. Nah, I mean, <laughs> if you're one of these weird people that like music. Like, <laughs> yeah, those people ever, are assholes. But have you ever met someone who is like, oh, what, what type of music do you like? And they're like, I don't know. I don't really listen to music. And you're like fuck is wrong yeah, with you it's yeah like, that's know, a have, red flag i have family members like that and it's odd i was like so what do what, you do yeah what do you do that's weird that's like what do you listen to in the car like, like sometimes i just get high and listen to podcasts but like oh i listen to a lot of podcasts trust me but it's either podcast or music what else is there you know what i mean like whale mating calls or some shit asmr when you go into bed and that shit or jaron yeah, <laughs> in the live chat like I know you don't have social media. You're ducking the federal government. I won't let them know where you are. But well, anyway, you know, right now he's so in the chat. <laughs> I got to thinking one day, a couple months ago, well, was probably like almost a year ago, when uh, the Last Dance doc came out. Uh, came out at the right time during COVID to everyone yeah. sitting at home watching. We're all waiting for the next Tiger King, and here they come <laughs> with the Last Dance. Never watched Tiger King. I'm very proud of that. But the last dance I did watch, and it was good. A lot of the stuff I already knew, but um, but it was good. Right. So we were watching. Me and my wife got like really hooked on it. And uh, my wife asked, like, who is, who is more famous than Michael Jordan? Which made me think. During, I'm gonna say, I don't know how to word it. Maybe the modern era, maybe during televised sports era or i guess maybe mass media televised sports era past 50 years i would say 50 years right well if we want to go back a little farther there's one that's probably the most famous athlete to have ever lived babe ruth and that helps his name helps right that's like babe ruth you know the sandlot did the whole thing i mean he was a yankee he had a curse never heard of it really but you know it was, a, it was a big deal, and I think name recognition is a big part of it, and Babe Ruth, that helped him on that whole course, too. Yeah, so that's what brings me to the point. And I guess the modern era of sports, who is the most famous athlete within that yeah. history? Well, you know my opinion is going to be biased, <laughs> right? You know I'm going to say Tom Brady, but you know if I'm looking at it objectively here— um, it's it's definitely regional, right? I mean, people in 
Wyoming might not know Tom Brady like I know Tom Brady. But, you know, you talk about name recognition, whether they know a lot about them or not. Muhammad Ali is another one where it's just and it depends, too, because if you're talking like just on the field shit, then you can go into it. But when it comes to recognizing the I mean, Muhammad Ali did just as much outside of the ring as he did inside the ring. We had his widow, um, Khalila Ali, on our show way back in the day, and, and she was great. And, you know, she was telling us a bunch of stories. But everyone, you know, Elvis Presley was like, I want to meet Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So that's Elvis- where I've had I had plenty of people reach out and talk about, you know, so-and-so is the greatest, right? Or the GOAT, right? Like, I'm not going to argue. I'm a, I, I'm, I grew up a Colts fan. I'm a Peyton Manning person. But I'm not going to argue that at this point, like, Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback yeah. In history, I mean, people can make whatever comparisons. There, there's always going to be, you know, some objective thought on any of this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, just like Jake offline, we were talking about, uh, who did you say? You were talking about the Gracie family, right? Being yeah. the greatest. And the jiu-jitsu, would you even, would you put them as, or you speak to that? Well, they, they created Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so. Right. And so would you say they're the greatest in jujitsu or like are you talking about like do they translate like, like, to the ama realm as well like even athlete wise like the way they took care of their bodies and were always conditioning always working out in some manner they like a lot of pictures aren't that i found weren't shirtless of them but i guarantee that they had bodies that like fucking what's his name bruce lee like lasro lopez's body oh yeah that beautiful hunk of man right there peak peak male body right there yeah <laughs> I heard a rumor that people were grating cheese off of his stomach. <laughs> but anyway, eating it as it falls. Cheese from his belly button, but <laughs> flamunda cheese from under his nuts. So, but so that, but the the whole thing what I'm getting to is like being the greatest in a sport doesn't necessarily mean fame, right? I'm mm-hmm. talking famous. Like, who yeah. is somebody, even if you don't even know anything about the sport is globally recognized at that yeah. point. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow, he says. Well, there's that whole like craze in 2012 where everyone was taking the picture where they're like kneeling like him, yeah. Tebowing. Yeah, yeah. When like, that was... What other athlete has become a meme like that? Like the first, mm-hmm. one of the first memes on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point too. And, and coming around during the social media sort of generation, right? I mean, Bill, you mentioned Peyton Manning. Now, you said there's no debate. Tom Brady's better. But... When Tom had three and Peyton was either on his way to one or had one, Peyton was probably more recognizable because it was like sort of the conglomerate of Belichick and Brady and the Patriots team, whereas Peyton Manning's on all the commercials. Oh, and he, he markets, probably, right? Like Exactly. He was probably yeah, more Yeah, he markets famous. really good. Him and his brother, like they're all over everything. They're probably two of the most recognizable faces in sports. Yeah. yeah. Which, cuts, yeah. side note on that, have you guys watched their Monday night football stuff? Is it good? Yes, I, I have. Is it worth me getting uh, no, ESPN to watch, watch that? Monday Night Football, so. I mean, Monday Night Football is terrible because ESPN puts out a terrible product. One, their announcers are terrible, and, and they schedule the matchups shit are bad. Games. Yeah, the matchups are bad. I think the NFL is trying to give a little fuck you to ESPN. I'm not sure. But as much as I've grown up my, my whole life, I've hated Peyton Manning, to be honest with you. But I've kind of learned to respect him a little bit more as time has gone on. Because, you know, it was just more of a ride. It was like Bird and Magic, bef- you know, after Bird and Magic was yeah. Manning I mean, we and could, Brady. We could make this into a whole other episode. But, I mean, you could Absolutely. almost 
somebody could almost make the argument that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were like they made each other, right? Absolutely. Like would they would either one of them be who they became in the league mm. without that rivalry? Yeah, yeah I no, mean, like I don't think Tom Brady could have bounced the way he did after Peyton Manning retired and became the biggest name in football if mm. there wasn't no Peyton Manning. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they definitely pushed each other. And you want to talk like greatest rivalry in all of sports. You have, you know, Duke UNC, Red Sox Yankees, Michigan, Ohio State, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson right. and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Okay. You know, they eventually they played for other teams and this and that, but there was always they pushed each other. They were good friends off the field. You know, I'm sure they've exchanged secrets. I'm sure Brady was like, yeah, I really did deflate those balls. And Peyton's like, yeah, I really did use HGH, but that's a whole different story. But they definitely, you know, being contemporaries of each other and being the greats, you know, at their position, they definitely pushed each other. They, I, I'm sure they learned from each other a lot. Um, but, I, I mean, it's hard to argue nowadays maybe now that Brady has seven and he's changed teams, he's a little more outspoken than he was with the Patriots, that more people know about Tom Brady than Peyton Manning now. Yeah, but like think, you brought up with the broadcast, I mean, pay, people are watching Peyton Manning now and getting a real sort of personal connection with him where he's in his living room breaking down the game as it's happening and talking with his brother and being super, you know, transparent and candid. But I kind of appreciate that with him where, you know, I, I grew to hate him because, you know, off on the field, he was beating my team half the time. But I mean, I kind of like him now. I like what he brings to the table when, you know, he's, he is with his brother on ESPN. He's really good at that. And I think... You know, if he wants to, he can do that for the rest of his life, honestly. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I just don't think he wants to. I know, like, at one point, I think maybe NBC, somebody, some network threw insane oh, no. money at him. He's like, eh. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't need the money. So yeah, why subject yourself to that kind of schedule anymore? But it sounds like he's having fun on there. But so, yeah, so back to who in the past 50 years you know you want to stretch it out to 60 maybe if it helps with the timeline like who has been the most globally famous athlete right um i mean yeah. my personal opinion i'm a bit torn between two um being muhammad ali or michael jordan mm -hmm. you know um i think the the only reason i would go with jordan over ali is uh the uh, like i'm not gonna i don't know technology what am i looking for um media tv coverage mm -hmm. right like um sports illustrated magazine and all this shit like if the, if all of these avenues for exposure had been around and an advertising and endorsement had been around in ali's time then it probably would be muhammad ali yeah. Um, I mean, could you imagine if Muhammad Ali was around now and had Twitter? You know, oh, like he would be... number one follow, right? I mean, think oh, about yeah. the things he would say and, and you know, all the things, this, the controversy that would spiral, <laughs> would spiral, spiral around Muhammad Ali. So, but you, you know, you mentioned Michael Jordan. The thing about Michael Jordan, as great as he was on the court, he was a brand. He had his own yeah. logo, you know, and Muhammad Ali. It's not his fault that he didn't necessarily have that. You know, you mentioned the times. Maybe if he was around nowadays or even, you know, in the 90s when Jordan was big. Yeah. There's also a few, uh, there was also a few social constructs around that kind of might have hindered Muhammad Ali's ability to market himself a little sure. bit. Yeah, even sure. the whole draft 
thing where he had to serve prison time because he refused to participate in the draft. Like if that had never happened, who knows what could have happened in that span of time. Right. Yeah, and if, if Jordan didn't gamble on basketball and went and played baseball for a couple of years, who knows? <laughs> but, you know, say what you will about Muhammad Ali. I don't agree with Muhammad Ali's stances on a lot of things, but, I mean, he believed that the Vietnam War was bullshit. I believe the Vietnam War was bullshit. Who am I to say? Right. But he, st- he stood up for what he believed in, and in his prime, like you said, right, he, he went to fucking prison. Well, he could have been fighting a lot of dudes and helping his career or getting drafted or whatever it was. But, you know, I'm all for someone who is sticking for what they believe in, even if I don't necessarily agree with what they believe in. So, I mean, Muhammad Ali, if he goes to prison for a couple of years because he didn't like the Vietnam War and didn't want to get drafted, I mean, that's fine. It's a little different than Jordan going crazy after his dad got killed in a gambling accident and maybe he was gambling too that's a whole controversy in itself that last yeah, statement was whole... alleged and this is a comedy show <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a theory that the whole baseball stint was because he was suspended from the nba right no it's the looney tunes didn't you see space jam what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've heard that theory i don't know you know it, who does they right? kind of I mean... make it he has spun it to where he was I guess uh, mourning his dad and wanted to yeah. get away from baseball and do something or away from basketball, sorry, and go do baseball. Uh, but who knows behind the scenes? I mean, at that, even at that point, Michael Jordan was so huge that I don't think we'll ever get a real answer. So yeah, who are famous, Michael Jordan him? or Kobe? Oh, I'd say Michael Jordan because Michael Who's Jordan famous. Yeah. Cause I, I would like with my generation, I'm only 23, so for us, Jordan wasn't only a bit was only a big name for shoes. Kobe was the big name of basketball, and like when people would throw shit in trash cans, it'd be like Kobe. Well, right. do you know why people say that? Do you know where no. that? So that actually came from Dave Chappelle. So there's a Dave Chappelle Chappelle's skit the on the sh- yes on the Chappelle show. He goes Kobe, and that's where it all came from. It wasn't you know Kobe wasn't taking shots and telling people like you know say my name when you take a shot. Yeah. But it came from it was like uh you know Chappelle did a skit on like yeah. make sure you sign a contract yeah. so everyone knows that the, that sketch was actually about uh, somebody signing a liability form yes. before you have sex yes. with them so actually a pretty dark commentary on a uh, oh, Kobe shit. Bryant there yeah but I think generation turned it into to your point thing. Jake where I was kind of thinking about this is like the mark of a famous person is like yeah sure at least in the U S like Kobe Bryant right I think would be very recognizable but. Michael Jordan probably to this day can step out of any airport in any city in the world and be immediately recognized by anyone as Michael Jordan. Like whether you know basketball or not, you people will connect the dots. Be like, holy shit, that's Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. Like that is that is the level of fame that I don't think anybody has topped. I mean, maybe maybe Kobe. Uh, you know, in the past 15 years, maybe I was thinking about this, maybe Tiger Woods. Yeah, maybe. I was going to bring up Tiger Woods, too. And the thing about even Tiger, Kobe, MJ, Muhammad Ali, all these guys that we're talking about right now, they all have controversy around them, right? They yeah. all have well, something speak, yeah, that makes them sad. Somebody, somebody in the live chat brought up, uh, I didn't even think about this, somebody who is certainly recognizable by name and appearance is Mike Tyson. 
Mm. Especially with that tattoo on his face now, <laughs> yeah. too. I think he branded yeah. himself pretty well. People know who the fuck that is. He's like, that's a crazy face tattoo on a big fucking dude. Oh, shit. That and Tyson. Hangover movies made him an yeah. icon. Yeah. But though yeah. I will agree, Mike Tyson, very famous and arguably the baddest man on the planet to this day. I don't think his fame matches up to a Jordan or an Ali. No, I think um, I think Muhammad Ali is to Mike Tyson as Michael Jordan is to Kobe. Where I agree with that one. He's kind of like a, a tier down, not even a tier, like a, a step down. Because, but that's the thing is like what we're talking about most famous, and you were saying not like the best necessarily, but the most famous. Nobody's brought up Wayne Gretzky. Now, somebody, not, somebody in the live chat did say that. Well, uh, Scotty, the honorable dirtbag, I believe, uh, said that. So he should be because if you look at Wayne Gretzky's numbers, they're stupid because if he never scored a goal in his career, just based off his assists and everything mm-hmm. else alone, he'd have the most points in hockey history. Yep. But there's not a lot of controversy. Hockey isn't as big as all the other sports in America, so that makes him not as famous, right? right. So when you talk about all these other guys, Tiger Woods especially, mm-hmm. the stuff that swirls around them outside of the sport that they play is what makes them famous. That's why the whole Brady and Peyton Manning argument is, is actually a thing because Brady has you know basically teabagged Peyton Manning when it comes to rings and everything else. He owns yeah. every record. But one could argue Peyton Manning's still more famous. So when you have other things going on outside of the sport that you're playing, that sort of allows you to be – larger than life and larger than the sport you play which is all these guys that we've named are bigger than the sport that they even play yeah so like in the live chat like who what's your opinion on this like who is the most famous like arguably now i'm not talking about the greatest in a sport again like the most famous like has reached a level of celebrity that most celebrities wish they could reach through athletic talent I think it's Michael Jordan. Um, I think because the shoes, because mm-hmm. the movie, you know, Space Jam, which he, he was a horrible actor, by the way. But, I mean, he's just, he's a name. Well, he's, he's at brand. that point, he was so Ooh. famous and so well-loved, he didn't have to fucking act well, right? Yeah. People still no, watch no. that movie. Of course. Yeah, he's Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. And I will say, I've actually met him twice uh, when I was a little bit younger doing some stuff. He owns a motorcycle team that uh, I kind of hung around with some people that worked on those bikes for one did not realize growing up how big he is oh yeah i mean i think he's like, yes, like it's com- amazing five right you know com- i just grew up watching him i didn't even really even watch him i mean that's how famous he was so i didn't even watch basketball but i knew like michael jordan right like yeah he was in your face constantly and you aspired to be michael jordan even if you didn't want to play basketball yeah even yeah. that disney movie like mike yeah, yeah, that's right. Little bow wow, little bow wow, yeah. still yeah. bow wow, and not uh, faking Instagram photos with model jets and shit. Oh uh, yikes! And but, the other um, thing about the other thing about all these guys too is being able to sort of change the game. I think you know Peyton Manning and Tom Brady changed the game um, in a lot of ways. The NFL wouldn't be what it is today without them. And as big as you know kareem and magic and even you know way back in the day the bill russell days but like the bird and magic rivalry as big as the nba was getting then it was still on tape delay in the 80s jordan in the 90s completely changed and revolutionized that game where the nba became what it is today because of michael jordan and what he brought to the table and finally beating guys like the bad boy pistons and isaiah thomas and beating larry bird and those guys and you could say the same with tiger woods right i mean tiger woods was a old white stuffy fat guy hitting the the ball, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this like an mean, actual mean, athlete young, shows up. 
Exactly. And it's like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And he, he took that. I mean, nobody would really – I feel like there would be less fans of golf nowadays and less professional golfers nowadays if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. He completely revolutionized the game in a ton of ways. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably – I might be one of the only people here and in the live chat that enjoys golf, watching it and playing it. Um, I think I think Tiger definitely – I'll probably for from what I've heard again, like I didn't grow up watching basketball or anything, but it seemed like Jordan kind of brought the NBA out of obscurity and into the mainstream a bit more. So exactly what Tiger did, right? Before that, you were had you had a bunch of kind of like country club white dudes playing golf tournaments that nobody cared about making. If you won, you made. I mean, you still made a decent living. If you won a golf tournament, you probably made 150 grand or something, right? Tiger Woods breaks on the scene. And now if you win a golf tournament, you're making, you can just win one tournament. That's not even a big deal tournament. And you're making life changing money. I mean, you're making yeah. a minimum of like one, uh, like 1. 1.2 million mm-hmm. for winning that tournament. Um, so like with that, I mean, we talked to, we talked about famous. It seems like the consensus is probably Jordan, right? The most famous athlete alive. I mean, like we said, yeah. Ali, there's an argument for Ali, but in in Jordan's favor, he was born during this era, right? Like yeah. he, he had the media coverage. Yeah. So with that, we've talked about kind of who we think are the greatest in each sport. You know, you have Brady in the NFL. Um, Lopez is going to say Dan Marino. You know, he didn't win anything. He has as many rings as me, Dan Marino. Yeah. Just, just so we so know. If you have Brady in the, so if you have Brady in the NFL, you've got Jordan in the NBA. Um, and even with this scenario I'm about to put out there, you can even put Kobe. You can replace Jordan with Kobe. <laughs> you've got Gretzky in the NHL. You've got Tiger in the PGA. What am I missing? Uh, baseball is what you're missing. Baseball. So who's the biggest? A-Rod. A-Rod? <laughs> okay. He's probably the most famous just because he – Fuck J-Lo, to be honest. And, I mean, the thing about A-Rod, I mean, you can go on and on about A-Rod, too, because with the whole, it was I think it was Biogen in Miami, where he was basically recruiting guys like Nelson Cruz and a bunch of other guys to go and take steroids with him. And he's completely done a 180. The whole, like, you know, consensus on A-Rod is he's kind of this lovable guy when he was an asshole all yeah. the time with the yeah. Mariners, the Rangers, and the Yankees especially. Right. So it's funny how he's kind of changed the narrative on him. He does bang J-Lo, gets his heart broken. She goes to Ben Affleck again, which is hilarious, another Boston guy. Yeah. But it, I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't put A-Rod on that sort of pedestal. I would say Derek Jeter would be bigger, um, especially when the time that he kind of came up and everything. He's a little overrated on the field as a player, but you want to talk about being larger than life and larger than the game and famous. I mean, Derek Jeter, Jeter – He's got to be up there. He's got to be. So even, goes back even if it's Cheater or A Rod, let's so of fame, right? Let's just talk about fame. Like I probably couldn't pull Jeter out of a lineup. Maybe, like maybe, if if it was in some sort of situation, like if I was happened to be like somewhere with baseball players, right, mm. and knew what to look for, like I could probably pull him out. Dude, we were in Nashville. I was talking to uh, Johnny Damon for like a half hour. Like, I did, like, three know. shots with him. I had no clue he played baseball until I so asked Johnny him. Damon looked at a, me weird. Yeah, Johnny Damon's a hero of mine growing up in Boston. I mean, yeah. they called him Captain Caveman, and he was great in 03 and 04 especially. Um, and we talked about that a little bit, too. Yeah. And I, that was, like, all my buddies, like, 
you know, they saw me with John Daly and Ron White and all these pictures. They're like, dude, Johnny fucking Damon. I'm like, yeah, dude, I can't believe it. I didn't even yeah. know it was going to show up. It was, it was cool to, yeah. to meet so, a guy like that. So out of the fame, the most famous person in each sport, which one, what would have, or I guess of all those people, which one would have the greatest impact, not only in sports history, but I mean, in world history as a, as a whole, yeah, if they, if culture. you just took them out of existence. Hmm. Probably Jordan, because Nike would have died without him, to be honest. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe, um, but would there... would have been leveled out more, right? Like Adidas and other brands would have been sort of all leveled out right. without him. But I think, you... honestly, I think it comes down to either Jordan or Tiger. So I was going to say Jordan or Tiger, right? Because, yeah. I mean, Jordan, I mean, there's been speculation about things, you know, but he's officially, he's really never stepped a foot wrong. You know, and he's just a marketable guy, mm. incredibly talented. I mean, there's a reason why he's that marketable. But, you know, and Tiger was that way. And I think what made Tiger so famous was you had a guy who was incredibly talented, and then it came out that he was incredibly flawed. Yes. Yeah, especially if you watch that documentary on him. And, and, so and, I, and I don't say flawed as a judgment. I mean, I, I to this day— dad. I, I, to this day, say his biggest mistake was getting married, right? Because if you've if you never gotten married, uh, who gives a shit if he's, like, banging a Perkins waitress on her period in a church parking lot, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes, true, right? I mean, yeah, um, if he just stayed single, was a bachelor his whole life, it wouldn't have the same sort of, you know. And honestly, that was bad timing, too, because I, I'm pretty sure the year prior, he was on, I don't know, Sports Illustrated, some magazine with him and his family, mm -hmm. and it was like the squeaky clean mm -hmm. look of Tiger Woods, and then not Wasn't long that later, the picture the news was running with the most was the cover with oh, yeah. his kids and his wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, that was, that was uh, a consequence of being a famous golfer. He already had an uphill battle with being black in the golf <laughs> in golf, you know, like yeah. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's any kind of secret, you know, yeah. the heritage of the golfing tradition and uh, sure. black people not exactly included in most of that. For a Honestly, though, I, I, now that you bring that up, I would say the tiger was probably one of the most influential without him things would have been completely different yeah so i mean that's that's almost where that's almost where i say in a scenario like who if you took one of these players out the world would be different like i go with tiger personally just because yeah i think obviously like we've said michael jordan hands down you know the most famous athlete mm -hmm. and arguably probably the most talented but i think eventually in the nba they would have found somebody right there would have been somebody else yeah whether it be Kobe, um, it might have been, been uh, Scotty Pippen, maybe you know next Charles Barkley. Um, Barkley was a beast, you know. But, yeah, and but I, I think. I, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say Jordan. I mean, if there was no Jordan, right, a lot of there would be way more parody in that '90s NBA. Stockton and Malone would have got one or two. Um, when he did retire, Hakeem Olajuwon, the Rockets got a couple in there. So there could have been a lot of different guys who could have stepped up, but none of I don't think any of them would have won six. No. Um, no, Shaq, I mean, maybe. well, does we'll come back to that. I got a question on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think if if Tiger was, had never existed, the game of golf stays where it's at for a long time. I mean, 
maybe like Phil Mickelson makes it popular, but maybe not because he's just a flabby, another flabby white dude who just happens yeah. to be able to hit good flop shots, I guess, and has a hot he wife still, from Arizona. He wouldn't have been as successful because yeah, because not even John Daly was able to do it. Yeah, for a little bit, for a little bit. But um, but it's all you know about when you talk parody. It's like Brady was always in the race, in the running to win. Tiger was always right there, winning championships, and it's like oh. Even if you don't really pay attention, you're watching sports and you're paying attention to different sports. Like, oh, there's Tiger Woods again. You know, same with, you know, 90s Michael Jordan. No, he won, he won another one. It's like just a thing that happens where if you take those guys out, maybe you have someone who wins two, someone who wins maybe even three with a good team. Like we saw Shaq and Kobe win three in a row, and that was right. a big deal. But then, you know, inevitably they break up and the rest is history with that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were so consistently on top of that game right. is what, you know, sets them so that was gonna be my next question does and by the way everybody live chat who is not into sports sorry (laughs) you picked the wrong episode to listen to um but anyways so jordan obviously incredibly talented incredibly driven um does he do or do the bulls win six titles with him as their front runner without the rest of the team that's around him Oh, no, right. I mean, you can be, no. you make the same argument no, with can't. almost any athlete. I mean, does Tom Brady the best quarterback in the league? I mean, he can't do it all himself, right? They, he had a system. I mean, his first that rookie year when Bledsoe came out. I mean, maybe you may you, one could almost argue that might have been one of his best years, like behind or not behind the scenes, but intangibly one of his best years because he he stepped in to a team as a second string on a team that wasn't built for him, hmm. right? Or built around him yeah. and won a Super Bowl. Whereas mm-hmm. from that point on, when he was the guy, you know, they, they structured a team, they structured a team around him. Same thing with Manning, yeah. same thing with, well, not Aaron Rodgers because they never <laughs> gave him shit. Yeah. Well, that's a different story with Rodgers, but it's funny you bring that up because with Brady, right? So he's won MVP three times now and each time he's won MVP he's actually lost in the Super Bowl right so when it comes to like the first three Super Bowls maybe the third one against the Eagles but the first three are pretty much Belichick that was the defense was stacked Brady was kind of a game manager the game was different then it was just on the cusp of Brady and Manning changing it where they're airing it out all the time like they are now now you know the age-old thing was oh if, if Brady and Peyton switch teams who would have more championships now I think there's something there's something about Brady that sets him it's kind of like a LeBron and Michael Jordan thing. Now again, I'm not this isn't a shitting on Peyton Manning thing, but Brady's got that killer instinct of that mentality where he was you knew no matter what, he's down twenty eight to three, he's gonna pull it out. Whereas Peyton Manning historically would choke in big moments. He did yeah. pull it out sometimes, but he would choke a lot. So Belichick obviously, you know, it was the age old story in Boston. Who's more responsible, Belichick or Brady? I would like to say Brady was just a little bit more. Belichick's the goat at his position, too. Mm-hmm. He was teamed up with Peyton Manning for all that time. Maybe Peyton would have won three or four. I don't think he would have won six. And then if Peyton's with – I mean, if Brady's with someone like Tony Dungy and a Colts team that was uh, loaded, yeah, Marvin, like Harrison, Marvin Harrison. Dallas uh, Clark, yeah. Edger and Edger James. James. I mean, yeah. They were great. So maybe yeah, Brady would have won a couple with them, too. So, you know. Peyton even kind of proved that with his first Super Bowl with the Broncos when he completely fucking choked. Yeah. After yeah. a great yeah. fucking season. Yeah. Well, even he even the one he won yet. with the Broncos, like I said, I'm a Peyton Manning supporter. The one he won with the Broncos, uh, I think 
the defense. Broncos defense kind of won that, right? Like they didn't. The like Peyton well, played, well. Played, well, Peyton played well. He played well, but the offense didn't win that Super Bowl. Yeah, because no, wasn't it that stop in the last minute against the Seahawks that kind of won that Super Bowl for them? Yeah, but yeah, if I recall, I mean, when was that? Fuck, that was. You saying with with Tom Brady, Malcolm Butler getting that pick? Oh, I think no. Talking... I was saying the one with Peyton Manning, the first Super Bowl he won with the Broncos, wasn't it against the Seahawks? So no, he lost against the Seahawks with the Broncos, and they got smoked. He won against Cam Newton and the Panthers, who were fifteen and one that year, and Cam was MVP. And really. Oh, okay. Peyton was a game manager because he, I mean, he was, you know, half of, not even half of what he used to be. Um, that defense and Von Miller definitely carried mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Peyton obviously was smart enough to do the right things at the right time. I mean, he was a seasoned vet at that point. He, he didn't turn the ball over as much and this and that. Yeah. But if you remember back on that, yeah, Brock Osweiler played a lot of that season with the Broncos. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Peyton yeah. came into the, the playoffs pretty fresh. Right. And for an old guy who had had spine surgery at that point, you know? Yeah. And also, I mean, I think the part of the problem, not so much as it is now, in fact, probably not close to what it is now, the Broncos have the same problem that the Cowboys have is that the GM ownership people will not get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Like John Elway. Though he was a you know supporter of having Manning there, he's kind of shown John Elway. I don't know if he just wants his legacy to be the best Broncos quarterback or something because he <laughs> seems to fucking hate having a good quarterback on his team. Yeah, that honestly, I don't think the Ravens would have won this weekend if Bridgewater hadn't gotten hurt and the second stream guy had to go in. Yeah, um, Drew Locke there. I mean, honestly, I I kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's like Alex Smith. He's not going to win you games, but he won't necessarily lose you games. And the Broncos do have a great defense. But John Elway is kind of – I mean, it's hard to really tell. Like, is he successful in that position? Obviously, he's a great quarterback, but was he is he successful as, like, a GM and everything and, you know, president? Something tells me he's he a better used car salesman. He, yeah, if you've ever been to Denver, it's John Elway signs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't crazy. know. I don't know. And have you heard the rumor, by the way? About... He's kind of stepping down, and it's it's a weird situation. I have some family that are the Broncos fans, and they you know kind of give well, me the. Well, have you heard scoop. who's been shot? Up, has been pitched to buy a portion of the team, and be no. GM. Probably Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Oh well, there you go. And that, that'd be interesting because, like, you know, to circle back on what we've been talking about, right, Michael Jordan, who's been, you know, sort of a used car salesman in a different way with shoes, but he goes and, you know, he's like the owner and president of the Hornets, and nobody cares about the Hornets in North Carolina, by the way, but he's been not very successful. He drafts guys like Adam Morrison and, and shit where he was a, obviously the greatest player, but in a different role, different position, he hasn't been very successful. Now, John Elway kind of showed that he could do both, you know, one as a player and then one as, you know, a GM. So it would be it would be interesting. I think if I was Peyton, I would stick to the TV thing. Uh, nice, cushy job. And you're not going to get too if much I was him, If I was him, I'd consider the ownership stake, but I wouldn't want to have anything to do with the office. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck having to be in control of anything like that. Yeah, it'd be yeah. it'd be like an investment and like extreme top level board management stuff. Yeah. Don't like to hell with like spending all that time worrying about who you're going to draft this season and what, mm-hmm. like, what do you do? Like how player positioning and stuff like stick to the team. He's, I think that's what makes him so likable is he has fun just 
being on TV having fun. He doesn't want to yeah. be in a suit in an owner's box every Sunday stressing about what the fuck this team's doing, right? Yeah. And you mentioned the Cowboys with the whole problem with ownership and Jerry Jones medals, right? Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, again, I sound like a homer here, but that's why Robert Kraft is such a great owner because he doesn't meddle. He doesn't get in the way, and that's what Bill Parcells actually— No, but he does actually, get a bit handsy. Yeah. Uh, well, he lets other people get handsy, but listen, everyone was consenting. You don't know I'm, where his hands were. I'm okay were. with it. <laughs> Listen, his wife died a couple of years ago. Go easy on the poor little old I'm not, man. Okay? I'm not hating hey, on him. Hey, he's sitting on him. He's a saint, according to <laughs> Boston Joe. If that girl hadn't been sex trafficked, I would have been fine with the whole situation. She wasn't. She actually, she absolutely wasn't. They did an investigation. She was not sex trafficked at all. It was all consenting adults exchanging funds for a sexual favor. I'm all for that. Legal prostitution is okay as long as everyone is consenting and of age and there's no trafficking involved. But to my so, point. so, Bill, <laughs> we all knew this episode was going to be just mainly Boston Joe simping for Boston, New England, <laughs> Robert Kraft, and Tom Brady. So, <laughs> I've yeah. been pretty good. I haven't. I mean, listen, they're successful. What do you want me to I say? I mean, he went. Hey, he did go. <laughs> hey, he did go Jordan over Larry Bird. Oh, True. absolutely. I mean, let's, uh, it's magic over Bird too. I mean, look at look at the numbers. I mean, Magic beat Bird. Head to head more. I think when it comes to like Brady and Manning and Magic Bird, Magic and Bird, you'd have to give it to Magic and you have to give it to Brady. So, so I'm, one, I'm one and one. On somebody's going to have to explain this joke Magic. that Lasro Lopez just made. Uh-oh, John Elway say? can eat corn through a picket fence. <laughs> Is that because he's got a horse face to him? Or? I'm not really sure. Huh. I'm going to have to look into that one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't know where to go with that. One. I don't. I don't know what he's talking about, but I just know it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one. I don't. I don't know if I want to touch that one to be honest. But uh, that's last row from the fucking rafters. Yeah. <laughs> who knows where that's gonna go with that with that guy? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Last so who row. Knows? You make, might make him make uncomfortable. A, make an Instagram story about you explaining this joke. In, in full character. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. I don't want to see Scott. I want to see Lastro Lopez. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's because them big ass teeth, y'all, is his response. He does have, he looks like a Bronco. John Elway is not a handsome man. Let's just be honest here. So great, he's secretly that order. statue outside of Denver Airport. He just goes uh, up there every day. Listen, you want to talk conspiracies? DIA is chock full of them. I don't know if yeah. you've ever been there. Yeah, I have I a coworker spent, that um, used to work there, and he said some crazy shit about it. Dude, they have murals of like kids getting slaughtered and weird. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. I've been there yeah. several times. It's a I've weird only been place. once, and I was we got delayed, so I was there for like eight hours. So I started looking into all the conspiracy stuff. Um, I also got called a cracker in the to-go beer line, um, and compared to Jim Crow for telling a guy <laughs> like, "Hey man, the line's like here," because sounds like guy, Denver. Some guy cut in line, and I was like, "Hey man." lines back here and he's like kind of gave me a look and he's like uh fuck you jim crow cracker what do i look you told like him to go to the back of the line that's why maybe i don't know i was, I was like uh okay man like i guess you need this like nine dollar beer faster than i do so whatever his gucci flip-flops looks like shit wait you now, only paid nine dollars so. yeah paid for 15. like 15 no but it was like a seven ounce pour or something like that it's all ripoffs. I mean, you go to Fenway, Sam Adams is like 15 bucks. So all those. Yeah. All I those will say Nashville things. Airport had pretty decent beer prices. Austin's okay. too. 
The Nashville Honestly. bars, though, my goodness, man. I got, I think, three whiskey gingers, two or three beers, I think. It was like 70 bucks mm -hmm. at that Tootsie's place. I was like, are, yeah. you, are we fucking serious here? What are we doing? Yeah, I, I ordered, I mean, granted, like, I knew it was going to be an expensive order, but I ordered, like, two double makers with ginger. Mm. And it was, like, before tip was, like, yeah, like 60 bucks. Wild. I was like, yeah, I'm be sipping this one a little slow. Yeah. And I didn't have that money to spend, so... I had, to, yeah. uh, I had to go around back and make up for just, it. But, just uh, invoice. Different story. Just invoice Ross. You were there for work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm here with drinking bros. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, so you need to pay your fucking tab and stop lying. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't care. We don't care you were with yeah. drinking bros. Yeah. Well, do you have their credit card? Because somebody's got to yeah. pay for this shit. I wish. I wish. Ross did so give is me that, a is that, check Is that time. the new word for running out on drinks? <laughs> yeah. Dude, pulling a drinking bros? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Sounds like it could be a thing. Maybe. Maybe. But anyways, so I think we've got this pretty well wrapped up, right? Michael Jordan. Yeah. Always. You know, yeah. kind of. In the modern era, Jordan's the most famous athlete of all time. I and then Boston Joe's going to go jack himself off with that. Oh, yeah? Does he pull a, does he pull a Prince Philip with the... Uh, <laughs> yes, what a himself, creep, man. What himself. a fucking creep. Jesus Christ, that guy's the worst. <laughs> that is weird, isn't it? Like we'll, we'll right? get into that on another podcast if yeah, you want we'll, to. But like, we'll, we'll save that for a conspiracy show. Or yeah, whatever. The, the hand puppet <laughs> takes it so to a bizarre. takes it from being like, okay, not only are you a pedophile, but now you're like a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, if you like have a, a hand, if you have a hand puppet of anyone, I mean, you're clearly a fucking weirdo. I mean, who? Would well, I mean, I have a hand puppet of myself, but oh, it's that. more like for Evan Hafer type reasons, so I can tell people like. <laughs> really shitty things and not get in trouble for it because the puppet said it. <laughs> Do you use that to fuck yourself? No. No. Am I shaming you? No, no, no. Thing? I actually have a uh, like a full-size pillow with my face on it that I use to fuck myself with. It has a fleshlight hole cut into it, you know? Like, come on, man. Like, I'm not a complete pervert. I don't use a puppet. <laughs> Tell me you're a narcissist without telling me you're a narcissist. Yeah. You have a a pillow with your face on. It's like Steve-O got his whole back tatted up his face. I can only come in front of mirrors. <laughs> hey, ketamine and whippets make you do weird shit, okay? <laughs> yeah, they do. They sure do. <laughs> but anyways. coming back, baby. <laughs> anyways. Live chat, I hope you enjoyed this. Sports-heavy show, but, you know, we're all guys, so we like sports. And I was kind of... I always I am on a sports show. Yeah. And I'm on yeah, sports Boston on a sports show. So... And I also wondered, I mean, it, it is very relevant, even if you don't like sports. I mean, some of the people we talked about had an impact on your life, even outside of sports. I mean, Nike yeah. wouldn't be where it is without Jordan and Kobe and Tiger. And yeah, that's what makes them so famous. They're bigger than the sports that they play. Yeah. So everybody knows the drill, you know, go find us on YouTube, subscribe, go find us on iTunes. Uh, we're now on Spotify, Amazon Music, nice Google, whatever Google's thing is. I don't know if you're poor. Go find us on Google. Um, <laughs> also, Podbean. Uh, like, if you don't want any of that, just go to podbean.com and find us. Um, just, yeah, but iTunes is kind of the, as you people all know by now, iTunes is like the measuring point for all of this podcast stuff. So if you have to like go steal your mom's phone and subscribe to it, uh, rate us, review us. Um, even if it's like, Hey, Boston Joe with his fucking hand puppet was weird, but I, it kind of turned me on. Um, 
for sure turned just, him just, on. Let's just leave that. We love that kind of stuff. As much as if you can shame Boston Joe as much as possible in the reviews, we'll put it up on our Instagram page. Sure, whatever works. <laughs> so. Oh wait, Boston Joe. Before we go. Yeah. Um, I remember you saying something about a TB12 tattoo. Mm. If the Bucks go undefeated. I mean, they already lost, but I've. Yeah, already... so you have to get one, right? I will, because honestly, I've been. <laughs> So the thing with that, real quick, because I know we're signing off here, but the thing with that is I've thought about getting a TB12 tattoo before. The only problem is is TB12, the brand, is associated with Alex Guerrero, which could be a whole episode in itself. Look up Alex Guerrero. He's Tom's kind of guy. Sort of a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Not a big fan of him. So if something comes out 10 years from now, the TB12 is, you know, Alex Guerrero is going to jail because of all the nefarious shit he's been doing, then it looks real bad to get that tattoo. So maybe I'll just get Brady or something across my chest or whatever instead of the – but the TB12 logo <laughs> is pretty rad, I must say. So, <laughs> so all right, before we sign off, uh, Jake, you've got to – just like me, you're starting a podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Let's, you know, Nooners, supporting Nooners. That's yeah, why so I'm right now, doing this. So. Um, I'm on Spotify mainly, um, at Wake and Jake Podcast. Uh, mainly it's just me smoking and talking shit about random events. Um, smoking cbd right yeah cbd yeah 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 delta nine or delta eight delta whatever nine. the legal one is so cool so we'll, one more time where can they find you on spotify and instagram yeah on spotify and instagram the instagram's at wake and jake podcast um spotify's wake and jake show so okay yeah, oh and, and actually at- we, we keep going off on tangents i forgot all about this you um you made the uh, the trip to the Holy Land, right? You made the, oh, the pilgrimage yeah. to Mecca recently. Uh, went down to Austin to the Tetherball Academy Studios. Um, first time I ever met Boston Joe was there for the Super Bowl, and I was like, who the fuck is this kid? But <laughs> it was a rad night. Here it's I a am. rad place. Everybody's awesome. Um, how was your trip? Place. Oh, it was great. I got to hang out with Coop and Joel. Got to go out drinking with Joel. Or not Joel. Coop, his girlfriend. And John Devilman, that was amazing. Um, yeah, I got to try a new vodka out there that I fell in love with. And just overall had a great time. Everyone out there is fucking great. So if you're ever considering going out there, fucking do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so moving on, Boston Joe, where can everybody find you? It's at Boston Joe 16 on Instagram. I know Tansy's trying to tell everyone to unfollow me, but if you could please follow me, that would be rad. But if you want to unfollow me, Go fuck yourself and unfollow. Everybody, <laughs> go unfollow Boston Joe. Oh, I will. And then refollow him tomorrow, so he doesn't kill yeah. himself. Because I mean, <laughs> as much shit as we give him, we like having him around to shit on him. So. He likes Kurt Cobain a little too much. You might try to imitate him. <laughs> no, I'm past 27, and Courtney Love isn't around, so I'll be all right. No. <laughs> so where can sorry, where can they find you? At Boston Joe 16 on Instagram, at Drinking Bros Music. Definitely go follow that too because it's going to gain some traction. Eventually, that'll be a show on the network. And obviously, Drinking Bros Sports Tailgate Legends, me, Eric Tanzi, and our producer, Jimmy Bailey, who's all here with me right now listening to this. And um, give that a listen. Watch us on YouTube and hammer that like button. Awesome. All the fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube now, hammer the like button. Uh, another thing, like, if you feel like it, like share content. Like if you, you want to share this video, anything we post on Instagram, you want to share it. Uh, it just helps everything grow. Um, also, one of these days, uh, I will remember to hit 
the record button on the fucking audio. You did audio. this time, right? I did not. No, he didn't. We addressed it at the beginning of the episode, Joe. <laughs> I did not. So I got to wait for Instagram to upload this damn thing so I can put the audio out. But I'm going to try something. I'm doing something new. So when the audio does come out, uh, we can't do it on YouTube, but I'm going to attach a song at the end of every audio episode so people can jam out. My hope was that it'd be up for you guys for your Friday morning drive. That won't happen, but it should be up for your drive home this time. And hopefully in the future on Friday mornings, you can listen to the podcast and then jam out to uh, some surprise uh, some surprise music. I'll probably hit up Boston Joe for some recommendations on that one. But for now, uh, again, hit all the likes, hit all the subscribes. And uh, this has been the Nooner Nation. I'm Bill Schofield. I'm here with Jake Space Cowboy, Boston Joe. Good night, Nooners. Wish I could walk in someone else's shoes. My man is just trash.